Hello and welcome into yet another episode of Just Saying Sports. My name is Jake and up here with my best friend, Sean Dwyer. How you doing, my mans? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. We got part two of two of our NFL preview uh, coming on for you guys today. We are going to be talking about the NFC, the National Football Conference, uh, breaking it down, <laughs> breaking it down division by division, letting you know who who we think is going to win those divisions, and to give you a little breakdown of each team as we go. But before we get started, Sean, I mean, more time has gone by, more things have happened. Has your outlook, Detroit Lions, changed whatsoever? Um, no. Still and bad. I- Oh, it's still terrible. What, what's it, the record we're looking at? To me, I think we're more of like a, let's see, five and however many record. Eleven. I was going to say six and ten. Five and eleven, yeah. Yeah, six and ten I think is a ceiling. But we're going to get into that in this NFC preview show. We're going to go division by division, as I mentioned, uh, and give you our thoughts. So, I mean, I guess we can dive in and get started without any further ado. As always, we do move with the sun from east to west, so we're going to start off in the NFC East. That is populated by the Washington Redskins, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles, Sean. Let's give you a go one through four, and we'll talk about each one. What do you think it's going to shake out like? Uh, Let me know what you think. Philadelphia, Dallas, Washington, New York. You know, this is a tough one for me. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz has to stay healthy for Philadelphia to, to be where they were. Obviously, we saw if he is healthy for an entire year. Well, at least until the NFC Championship. Yeah. Uh, if he is healthy for, we'll say, 18 or 19 games, the Eagles can be very good. The Eagles have Jordan Howard, Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, they've added a lot of people. Um, they, they really tried to shore up the backfield, which was probably the biggest question in the NFL in a backfield last year by bringing in Jordan Howard. I think that does a great job. Um, well, they also drafted Miles Sanders. Now they have all the names in their backfield. are Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. They still have Smallwood, Clement, Adams, and Sproles. They have seven running backs on their roster right now. Uh, they, won't, they won't stay like that for very long. No, but, I doubt they will, but that's a lot. But, yeah, I mean, if, if – if, and if Carson Wentz is healthy, and we keep putting up big ifs here. Yeah, I think they yeah. win. I think they win the the division. Um, and I, the box just trying to get squirrely though. Um, honestly, I can see the Giants actually turning things around a little bit, winning more than three games or two games or whatever the heck it was again last year. Um, I can't. But I mean, I was just about to say, but this all just depends on the health of these people. You know, if if Eli stays and goes the whole year, I think the guys look the same. If Daniel Jones actually gets a chance to play, they might be able to do something different than the look that they've given over the last five years. In Washington, obviously, uh, Alex Smith gone, Dwayne Haskins, big question mark going into the season. You mentioned Case Keenum, uh, you know, going or going in, maybe taking the starting job. Way too many questions for me for Washington. So they're at the bottom, and I mean, Dallas, they still have a very good team. They lost some guys, though, lost some pieces from that offense with Cole Beasley and such. But Ezekiel Elliott is obviously not very happy in Dallas. No, and like I like you mentioned, I think Philadelphia, the big thing is that Carson Wentz can stay healthy. They don't have that Nick Foles 
uh, safety blanket binky that they had in the past now. Dallas, I think, is good enough, even if Zeke doesn't play this year, to still finish second. I like the news that I'm hearing about Tony Pollard out of camp, uh, the guy that they drafted or signed as an undrafted free agent as a running back. Travis Frederick, I think, is a very underrated comeback player of the year. Missed all year last year with Guillain-Barre syndrome, and he's back at center this year for the Dallas Cowboys. What is, uh, is Guillain-Barre? Autoimmune disease. I don't know details about it, but getting interesting a starting yeah, interesting yeah. getting your starting center back after missing all of last year, I think that should be a bump for the offensive line. All Washington, right. I think, finishes third. Case Keenum starts first five games. I'll give Keenum the rest of the year just to build up some camaraderie with Geis and some guys that they drafted and Calvin Harmon, Terry McLaurin, Josh Doxson, who's on the roster. Did you mean give Haskins the rest of the year? Yes. What did I say? You you said give Keenum the rest of the year. No, give Haskins the rest of the year. Sorry. I got the Giants last, and I think they're going to finish with the same record they finished last year because I don't think the Giants will start Daniel Jones unless Eli Manning dies. And they didn't re-sign Landon Collins. They traded away Odell for Jabril Peppers. Um, What a terrible return. I don't know what the Giants are doing. Gettleman is not good at his job. (laughs) <laughs> I think the Giants are going to be bad, really bad. All right. Let's move into the NFC North, oh, which pretty. is, yeah, our, well, my hometown division, our hometown division. It's you know, with the Packers. Yeah, with the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. Uh, run them down, and we'll talk about them. Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. I mean, this is really hard to choose because yeah, is hard or yeah. is easy. All, yeah, right, right. The Lions are going to be last. <laughs> but honest to God, I mean, whichever one of the, you know, whichever one of the um, offenses really, like, blows up is who's going to win this division. Like, I mean, Chicago showed flashes of really, really good football last year with Trubisky. But like we said, losing Jordan Howard, just having Tariq Cohen. And, uh, oh, man, who who did they get to re- replace uh, Jordan Howard? Montgomery, David Montgomery. Oh, okay, yeah. Coming over from uh, uh, Green NFL Draft. Okay, okay. Now, anyways, um, the Chicago had flashed the greatness last year, but if they can't put it together, I actually don't see them even finishing second in this division. Uh, I agree. I, yeah. It, and three were my hardest picks for this division. Yeah, I mean, I think that Minnesota, we know that everybody hates on Kirk Cousins. I know Kirk Cousins can win football games. I know he can too. That's the thing that like if he can just be consistent enough to like win them football games on a regular basis, Minnesota can be really, really dangerous. Adam Thalen, Stefan Diggs, they have a loaded, I mean loaded backfield with Dalvin Cook coming back now. Their defense is just like it was gonna be good. Um I mean Minnesota, I think Minnesota and Green Bay can actually kind of vie for the NFC North. Uh, I mean the Bears have a shot at it too. If Aaron Rodgers has another down year and this whole transition with a new coach doesn't work. E. Um, that's that's where I would come in with what I want to say about the Packers. I think it is going to work. I think you look at Aaron Rodgers was playing hurt all year last year. We talked about it on our fantasy show. And then let's look at what they did now in the offseason. With $184 million, uh, handed out in contracts, 182 of that million went to the defense with – uh, no, I went to, I'm sorry. What three of those went to the defense was Zadarius Smith, 
Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, they invested heavily in free agency in the defense. They invested heavily in the draft on defense. They're trying to get that defense up to where that defense is not going to be the reason Aaron Rodgers loses playoff games like it has in the past. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. I mean, they did get Rashawn Gary, who Packers camp has been fawning over all throughout the preseason and that camp. They they traded up for Darnell Savage, who was a yep. big high-riser late in the draft process at safety. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can see I, – I, th- I think it's – I see it. Green Bay has been the favorite in this division for a long time, and I don't think it changes until Aaron Rodgers leaves. All right, let's do it. Number four in the division. Lions. Let's talk about it. Uh, like I said, I think they finished maybe, maybe six and ten. I mean, five and eleven, six and ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't see, I don't see Carryon Johnson being the back of the future. Um, no, I don't. A lot of people, a lot of people are very excited about him, but I just, he's too small. C.J. Anderson is too big. <laughs> like, so I think the Lions need to take another running back to be the starter and have Carryon Johnson be the C.J. Anderson. Yeah, have him be the off or to the guy who can break tempo and actually give a different look during the game. Yeah, I mean, Carrion is just not going to be the guy. I still don't see Matthew Stafford as being the guy. I've said that over and over again on this podcast. The experiment with him has failed. The Lions just lost Jared Davis to only God knows how long yeah. uh, in, the, in the preseason. Uh, that That's basically the heart of their defense. I don't see them winning a lot of games. No, I don't with the whole system they're going to try and go with either. The whole ground and pound, time of possession, football. You're going to take Stafford out of the way he's played his whole life and put him into another box. You know, carry on is what we've talked about. Adding Hawkinson, adding Jesse James, loading up on the tight end position, loading up on Justin or Flowers and Justin Coleman in the secondary. While you Coleman's a slot specialist, while you still don't have another outside corner on the other side of Slay. I don't think that the reason I had them so low is based on how I think they match up with the rest of the division. I don't think they can beat the Packers this year if Aaron Rodgers is healthy. I think he's gone far too long hearing about how he hasn't beaten the Lions in a few years. The Bears, (laughs) I think, are a better team than the Lions. I think the Vikings are a better team than the Lions. And if the Lions don't show up in those games, there's six losses right there. Yeah, there's five losses, four losses. So you're going to have a losing record versus the division. That's not good for your season. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had a winning record against the division in some time. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll move away from them. <laughs> yeah, let's just we're, move we're on to the NFC South. Yeah, with New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons. Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the way that I ran it down was about the way it should go, but what do you think? I agree. I think Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Buccaneers is how the division is going to finish out. So we agree on that one. Yeah. I mean, we could just start off with, I mean, New Orleans, uh, the, yep. the, the, they did an NFL player poll over the last couple of weeks asking if they, who, who they think is the best quarterback in the, in the league is. And the league thinks that Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the league. I mean, how could you not? I think he's the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> I have loved Drew Brees for years. Drew Brees is Drew Brees has done many things. Uh, incredible, dude! Five, still being five foot ten, completion percent percentage around like seventy. 
Dude is outrageous. Now they just signed Michael Thomas to a big old hunking deal. We have mentioned this before, but I do think that Michael Thomas is pretty close to the best receiver in the, in the NFL. Uh, I think I would say we could argue about it, but I would say he's top two. Yeah. And I mean, do you put him with DeAndre Hopkins? No, I think or DeAndre Hopkins is an Julio Hones, do you put him where, – where do you put him? I who's, have who's, number, who's number one and two? Hopkins Thomas. Hopkins, okay. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I think – I definitely think that the Thomas uh, are sitting up at the top. But anyways, I mean, New Orleans is looking good again. What do you think? I think they made a really good move adding uh, Malcolm Brown from New England to fill the hole that Okafor left when he's left for Kansas City. Signing Mario Edwards as a rusher from the Giants, I liked that a lot. They didn't have a ton of draft capital this season, but I liked the moves that they made in the draft. Signing a center with McCoy out of A&M, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson somehow fell to the fourth round. I thought he was a top round, number one, one, bleh, number one round pick, and he fell to the fourth. Saquon Hampton, the guy that we've recognized from Rutgers, he goes to them too. I think they made good moves and shrewd moves with what they had on defense in the draft and the free agency to help Drew Brees in that offense. All right, we'll move on to Atlanta. Hopefully, uh, you know, they can keep Devontae Freeman healthy this year. But Tevin, Col- or Tevin Coleman is gone. He went out to San Francisco, I believe. Uh, yes. That one-two punch has been big for them over the last couple of years. And Tevin Coleman really stepped it up when Devonta Freeman uh, was out for the majority of last year. Uh, Matt Ryan had his MVP caliber season just two years ago. Julio Jones came out and said he thinks this is going to be his best year ever. Do you buy the hype from the Atlanta Falcons? I do because the offense was not bad last year. The defense was when they've lost Keon O'Neal and Deion Jones, two top 25 defenders in football on opening night, Thursday night to Philadelphia, that game, and they were done for the season. That really hurt that defense moving forward. You look at Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, they should be great with Devontae Freeman. They have Edo Smith. They have some other running backs that they like, which is why Tevin Coleman was a – I don't think it's going to hurt as much. You look at what they did on the offensive line. They you really don't think that's going to hurt that much? No, I don't. I think they have enough guys in that backfield. I mean, Tevin Coleman, even when Devontae Freeman was hurt last year, he split time 50-50 with Edo Smith. He was never yeah. your back. He never got that the chance to do that featured role in Atlanta. So I think he, that makes it easier for them to let go of him. Yeah. He's not gonna he's not really gonna get that that chance in San Francisco either. He's gonna be the, the second will. guy. I think he will. I mean, with Jared McKinnon and Matt Breida over there. I I don't like either of them compared to Tevin Coleman. All right. Well, what about the Carolina Panthers? Uh, just to finish out on the Falcons real quick, look at what they, they – I don't know if you knew this, how much they put into the offensive line. They put the number 14 overall pick into the offensive line and Lindstrom, number 31 pick in McGarry. They signed James Carpenter, four years, 21 millions. Javon Brown, three years, 18 and three-quarter million. That was all that they did to the offensive line that only lost one guy to free agency. So they had four or five starters coming back, I believe, and put all of that into the offensive line. If that offensive line is not better this year, then whoever's the GM is should be fired. All right. Now about Carolina. Yes. Cam, Cam Newton, big injury talk uh, here in the preseason. On top uh, of the shoulder issue he had. What's that? On top of the offseason shoulder issue. Yeah, exactly. So question marks there. Christian McCaffrey still going to be a beast if you ask me, but uh, I I mean, what, what's your breakdown here for the Carolina Panthers? 
a lot of it revolves around Cam. I think when you have McCaffrey, that can be a threat two different ways. That helps when you add in the fact with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are two of my favorite breakout players this season at the wide receiver spot in Carolina. A lot of it hinges on Cam. Flipping over to the defense, Brian Burns is my favorite pick in the draft. I loved him going to Carolina, especially with the uh, Julius Peppers retirement. I think they invested some late round pick into the offensive line and Greg Little. He's a flyer. He could be he could be great or he could be nothing, and it only cost him a fifth round pick. Adding Matt Paradis at center should open up lanes for McCaffrey and should help the running game. I think and Carolina. Par- I would say Paradis is very is very very experienced. Yes. Uh, Carolina and Atlanta to me are a coin toss for second place in the division. Okay. If Cam is healthy. If Cam is healthy. Okay. And then obviously Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll be good in about a year. I think they'll start competing for third place next season. Once uh, Bruce Arians has a chance to get in there and figure out what he wants to do with Jameis Winston, Devin white linebacker. Um, I know I don't like to tell you my draft strategies for our leagues, but he's going to be one of my IDP targets. I really like him. I think he's going to be a great player on an otherwise not so great defense. You're going to be uh, Levante David-esque? I think it'd be better. Okay, okay. Well, I'll just say this. Still, Luke Keekley's the best player in this division. I, I know he may not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I know we I know we've always made uh these little notes or whatever, but Jameis Winston, the time's up, right? I think so. If he has another ah uh, Tampa Bay, I don't think is bad enough to be in the mix for a top pick though. I don't know if they can they're gonna have to decide halfway through the season on Winston and pull him. That way they're in a position in the draft to get his replacement. They're going to have to decide probably before the end of the season. I don't know if they can go a whole year starting Jameis. They might finish, say, around where the Lions are, 5-11. and 11. Do you, I don't know if that gets them a top two overall pick. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll leave it there. I was going to say, but do you think that there's not a place besides the draft that they could find somebody else? I haven't looked ahead at who free agent – quarterbacks for next season. I mean, but like, I mean, I'm even looking like, just think about how loaded, like, the Redskins. Okay, say Case Keenum, Alex Smith are sitting there next year, like, one of them's like, I'm not just going to stand around and be a third-string quarterback. And I think Bruce Arians will bring him in, and I think yeah. that the guy is probably going to be Case Keenum, because if the Redskins cut Alex Smith after what happened to him, and they just cut him, I think the Redskins might be in the conversation for the biggest dirtbag organization. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come out of your mouth. All right. um, so I think it's going to be Case Keenum. And then Tampa Bay, I think Case Keenum, I don't know if he's worked with Bruce Arians before, but I think Bruce Arians is going to want to try and attach himself to a young quarterback to try and give himself more time with the job. Yeah, okay. brings, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's kind of like, you know, attached. Like, hey, yeah, we're in a working process. We're working exactly. through this. It's, it's going to give us – we're going to need a couple of years to be decent. If he rolls out Case Keenum for a year and a half and Case Keenum's not good um, – Then he looks like a genius for bringing in some rookie quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> or, he, or he looks like an idiot for running out Case Keenum for a year and a half. And yeah. 
And goodbye, so, Bruce Arians. But okay, I yeah, yeah. No, let, let's just move into the NFC West before we go any further down this this Tampa Bay rabbit hole. Oh boy, um, we got the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. I mentioned a couple of these teams earlier. A lot of the, these these teams look a lot different than they did a year ago. Yes, they uh, did. All four of them look a lot different than they did a year ago. Yeah, I'm, uh, for order, I'm going to go Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. What do you think? I do think the Rams are still the best team in the division. Yes. The Seahawks, I mean, they lost some of their defense, but Russell Wilson, is, I still think, ha- is hitting the peak of his career. I so I, I'm okay with that being in a second. San Francisco, I mean, getting Jimmy G back – it's going to be good for them. He was very, you know, they were really, really happy about him. I just wonder. I'm still not sold on Jimmy G, which is crazy. I'm not either. Uh, but but. Look, I, I mentioned these guys earlier. I mean, we can go deeper into this, but I mentioned with them having Jared McKinnon, who also tore his ACL last year, is back. Matt Breida, who did very well for them in McKinnon's absence last year. Tevin Coleman coming in. I do think that San Francisco got better. Uh-huh. But I don't think that they're good enough to win this division. All and right, Arizona, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just start at the top. Start at the top. Let's go Rams first overall. Jared, Jared Goff made strides last year. They lost in the Super Bowl. A name that I've told you about, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, Taylor Rapp, the safety they picked in the second round. I think he's going to be an impact player. I really, really like him. He's going to get to learn from Eric Weddle, who they signed on a two-year deal, be around Clay Matthews, a guy who's been great. And they brought in – I think they lost more than they brought in on the offensive line. They lost Saffold. They lost um, another guy on the offensive line. I don't know if they brought in as much as they would have liked, but I still think the Rams are far and away the best team in this division. Yeah. I mean, they, they did, like I said, they lost some people. They have yeah. lost some people. Marcus Joyner, Mark Barron, they lost to Duncan Sue. They lost C.J. Anderson, who came in and was big for them late in the season. Yeah. So, like I said, a bit different look for them, but I still think they're the best. I mean, when we go down to Seattle, what do you think? I don't know about the L.J. Collier pick. L.J. Collier was not on my radar when I was doing mock drafts, and I told how many of those that I did. I did not I did not have L.J. Collier on one. So, I don't know where he came from. They're probably going to prove me wrong because they're an NFL team, and I'm a guy with a computer. But – Resigning KJ Wright was huge for me personally because it keeps him with Bobby Wagner. I think KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner are the best linebacking group in football. And if you have them together, it helps that defense so much, just getting everybody on the same page. And I'm going to ask you this question DK Metcalf, you think it's been a very hot debated topic. You think he's going to be good or you think he's going to be a guy? I think he starts off as a guy, has about eight games where he's good, and then reverts back to a guy. Oh, that is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's going to take him a second to get to the – he's fast. He's big. It's going to take him a second to learn how to work his way around the NFL. Hmm, He's going to figure it out for a minute. Russell Wilson, I mean, is good enough. Baldwin retired, we can't forget, like – he, he he's going to be a target in Seattle. And then the league granted that he plays, but eventually they're going to start catching. They're going to start. They're going to start getting it together. Going to turn really good, and then as usual, he's going to regress because leagues catch on to how to stop receivers. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. 
He's probably not going to play the first a lot, the first two or three games. Yeah, he's, he's, he is injured right now, right? Yeah. Through week four to five, he's got to try and figure it out. Week six through 12, he's probably going to be a plus receiver. And then 12 through 16, he's going to go back to his beginning. Yeah. But I'm excited. I, I, I am excited, too. I, I want to see him play. He was a freak athlete at the Combine. I want to see how he develops. I think it's going to be a, a very good story. All right. San Francisco, we already talked about them enough, honestly. Yeah, unless, I think – Unless there's anything else you want to add. I got a, just a couple of notes. I think Nick Bosa being hurt scares me a little bit because he's not going to play the entire preseason. Going back to the Ohio State injuries, I'm not really sure about. I really like Debo Samuel as a slot receiver. Debo! Even with Trent Taylor still there, I like Debo more. Um, they brought in a guy from Tampa Bay who we talked about, Quan Alexander, um, our linebacker. I think a lot of this is going to depend on how Jimmy G reacts to the abysmal preseason game that he had with the zero passer rating, the five interceptions he threw in a row that week at practice. A lot of it's going to depend on him. If they have to put Nick Mullins into the season, they're going to be fighting with the next team we're talking about, the Cardinals, for last in the division. Yeah, right. Now, uh, how how far away do you think the Cardinals are from being a decent team? They get Kyler Murray in the offseason with that number one pick. David Johnson's back and healthy. Larry Fitzgerald's probably going to retire soon. I mean, what do you think? I A lot of it depends on how the NFL players already in the room buy into Cliff Kingsbury's system. The guys coming in from college, I'm not worried about. It's the guys who have already been in Arizona for a few years. What do they think about this new spread system that Cliff wants to run? How much do they buy in? And for them to be successful, how long does it take for him to filter those guys out of the organization? That's a lot of it hinges on that to me. Also is how much can Cliff develop Kyler Murray as a NFL quarterback? That's going to be a project. A lot of questions. That's going to be a project. Yeah, I mean, I don't see them them winning some games this year. Uh, I think they're going to shock the four teams. Yeah, maybe five. But – Getting up to that five-win plateau is going to be tough for them. Well, where they were last season, I think five wins is it's a big plus. Yeah, you're right. But. And, then, and then I really, really like the draft that they had. I know it's easy to say that about the team that had the number one overall pick, but Byron Murphy. You can Zach mess that Allen, up. You can mess it up big. I think Kyler Murray was kind of a no-brainer to me. I think he's going to be – I think Kyler's going to be great. I'll say it. I think he will be. But look at what they did outside of Kyler Murray with Byron Murphy, Zach Allen uh, from Boston College, Keen Butler from Iowa State, uh, Thompson, the safety from Alabama, Galliard, the center from Georgia, and Dogby, the defensive end from Temple. I really liked all of those picks. And what you also got out of that draft was Andy Isabella, who was traded essentially the draft pick that was traded for Josh Rosen, another weapon for Kyler Murray. I'd say two or three years if Cliff can get the buy-in from NFL players, Arizona will be close. I think they'll be close to competing for a playoff spot. Two or three years. I think I think it's still obviously to be seen, but yeah, they probably will be better off with Kyler Murray than they were going to be with Josh Rosen. I agree, especially I mean, with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, John, but I, you know, Josh Rosen, I, I think I said this at the end of last year, I don't quite think that he got his fair shake 
He did not. We agreed on that. He did yeah. not get anything but we'll, close to I a mean, fair assessment. We'll see what happens in Miami with him. But yeah, no, Kyler Murray, eee, he scares me. He's a small guy. All righty, well, that is going to do it for our NFC show and the part two of two of our NFL previews. Uh, oh, we did. We do have to add in one more thing. We, we, we did do this on our AFC show. Um, who do you think is going to be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, Sean? Ooh, if I had to put a pick on my money for it, Rams again. Rams again. I'm taking the Saints. So that so now we can do this super early Super Bowl picks. I got Chiefs versus Rams. I'm gonna go Chiefs. You've got, I believe, Chiefs versus Saints. No. Oh, who'd you pick in the AFC? I almost can't remember. It was a week ago. Oh my gosh. Uh, Lord, it doesn't matter. I think the Saints are gonna win the Super Bowl. Drew Brees goes out in style and retires after the season. All right. i wouldn't be so mad about it but uh that's gonna do us do that do it for us here at just saying sports and our nfc preview thank you for listening as always like share subscribe tell your friends follow us on twitter i can't only say it so many times with you not listening until i will stop saying it so without any further ado my name is jake atnip i'm sean dwyer thank you for listening just saying sports and we'll see you again next time